and welcome to Hawk Talk. It's my Hawk Culture Podcast where we talk about geek stuff and nerd stuff and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard and joining me as always is my lovable band of goons. Every time, every time, lovable band of goons. It's a tongue twister, guys. Say it five times fast right now. Tongue twister. Starting with Tony Smith. What it do, baby boo? Noel Shefflin. Hello. And Jeremy Lee. What? One batch? Two batch? Stop. Penny and dime. <sighs> Mm. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> uh, if you guys are a fan of the show, please be sure to support us on Patreon. That is how we are able to fund this show and hopefully get some posters up on the wall eventually. Jeremy. Awesome posters. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and how we're able to fund the super awesome videos like our Iron Man video, which is coming soon mm. to a YouTube channel near you. And by mm. a YouTube channel near you, I mean this same one that you're on right now. <laughs> if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, then there should be a link somewhere. In your ears. Wow. YouTube.com slash Interesting. Uh, that was sick. So, <laughs> uh, I drink a lot of coffee, can you tell? There are um, ear links. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so be sure to support us on Patreon. We are doing an overhaul on our Patreon pretty soon, where we're going to add, actually, a bunch of really cool, exciting new uh, perks. Um, some of those include, like, you guys can actually, like... Uh, chat with us about future videos like we'll pitch ideas to you about future videos uh, and you guys can weigh in your opinion and even like pitch ideas to us it'll be like a very small amount of people who can do that oh yeah t-shirts uh, link is in the description if you guys want please um, please check out the t-shirts we have for sale uh, if you want some buy some uh, by uh, you know support us by help us make better videos while getting a little less naked a little more often so all that English. All what? that English. <laughs> yeah, poop. Uh, you know, uh, please support poop on Patreon. On Pooptreon. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, okay. that, that got that cracked. My brother's uh, yeah, sitting in the room, and uh, that got him to laugh. Let's talk about the the. the Some let, things, let, let's man. talk about the elephant on the table, guys. The, There's not an elephant on the table. Let's, let's yes, talk about the, the the meat and the potatoes of what's going on. Dude, in, I, in I talk about that. the meat and potatoes in the room. Dude, <laughs> I hate that so much. What does that mean? Let's talk about the the. Let's talk, let's about, talk the about the elephant eating the meat potatoes in the room. Let's talk about the bacon and eggs. What are we talking why about? Why do you sound like Christopher <laughs> Walken? Let's hey, talk. you guys. Let's talk lo- about the breakfast lo- buffet. I, I love you. Oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so, the DC Extended Universe. Is it in trouble? Turmoil. There's a lot of stuff popping up on the internet in the last like couple of days has just Hella bombarded poppin'. with scary news. Yeah, man. It's about poppin'. the DC extended universe. Your boy, your boy, your they're boy, scrambling. The Flash director departed. Yeah. The departed. The departed? So hold on. We'll, we'll, the departed we'll get to that. So the, sec- sequel. There, there's the a lot of stuff going on in, in the DC extended universe right now. So mm-hmm. most of this Indeed. episode is going to be dedicated to that. We might answer some fan questions a little later in the show. But right now, um, the 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 biggest thing that's going on right now is we understand that the Flash director, what is his name, Tony? His name I know starts ends with a, a Seth, Graham Smith. Seth Graham Smith. Yes, Seth Graham Smith. So Seth Graham Smith has only been a screenwriter up until now. Hmm. Correct. And I do believe he he did write a book. Did he not? Pride I, and Prejudice and Zombies. I think he wrote the script for really? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I don't did he? Think he wrote, I don't think he wrote that. He book. didn't wrote that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So. He it has departed the Flash movie, which is interesting. Apparently, it was uh, uh, creative due differences. To creative differences, mm-hmm. which 
is always the case. Which is always they the case always and is always that. what they say. What does that mean? It doesn't it, mean anything. It means it means, it means that everything. they were fighting <laughs> yeah. over ideas and the kindest way to say it without making anybody look bad, right. without pointing fingers, mm-hmm. is we had creative differences. It just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just, we just had creative differences. So that's that's super interesting um, and and kind of scary because... Now we have uh, we have a director who's left, and then that's also led to James Wan, who's the director of the Aquaman film, is also this. Now this is only rumors, speculation, but Rumor considering he's not, he's not really meaning. considering. He's he's honestly what we've heard is that he's nervous, and that mm-hmm. you I have mean, the article, right? Yeah. Do you want to like? Uh, I mean, read a soundbite. Yeah, absolutely. Or, um, that's not. It's important that to note that <laughs> excerpt. Read a soundbite. So this this is coming from Forbes, um, and this is written. Uh, the contributor uh, contributing writer is Mark Hughes. Um, the article is Flash director departs, Aquaman director rumored reconsidering. Um, it's important to note that uh, Farachi's article doesn't say Juan is leaving Aquaman, just that several sources told him Juan is nervous about the movie and that he is considering his options. And Graham Smith's departure is mitigated by the fact that he has never directed a movie before and was considered a surprising and somewhat controversial choice to begin with. Yeah, True. that's the very interesting thing is we have an industry contact who, who is a pretty high, high level. Um, and, Martin and Scorsese. Has, yeah, Martin Scorsese. It's, it's not, not Martin it's Scorsese, not Martin, guys. Martin Scorsese. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he actually, hey, it's, it's very interesting because he brought this to my attention. He told me this was happening. He told me this, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but he told me this was happening like months ago. Mm. He literally told me that that uh, wow. that this guy is a first time director and he's literally a placeholder right now because and he was like they they are gonna kick his ass to the curb mm-hmm. he's never directed a film before he's only written screenplays and he was telling me that this is going this that this is happening at the time and it was very interesting when I saw it happen I was like oh crap we got an inside source <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like that, that actually was like legitimately happened if he was a placeholder I wonder if he, they were just using him as bait I don't know if a, a placeholder director. is the right vernacular yeah i don't know if that's the right term uh to use for this i Hmm. I don't know exactly like for for me to use he didn't use the only way we would know that is if we were actually (laughs) in the production yeah Yeah, that's the only way we would know and if we did we probably wouldn't say it but (laughs) our our, our contact had had said basically it was because you know the guy has never directed a film before and they just handed him the flash yeah you know you don't you don't see that happen with with no prior experience yeah that would be i mean that would be hard even for a a seasoned director i mean you think about james wan right now he's getting nervous and that could be based on the (laughs) fact that a furious seven and and how hard that probably that production probably was but Mm. i mean you got to think about james Wan. i think he might be nervous from the whole batman versus superman thing it's it's just so yeah, uh, that's such a polarizing film. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Aquaman. well. Just hours ago, he posted a picture on Twitter of him standing in front of an Aquaman mural. Swag. So that might be reassurance. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's very interesting because that's not confirmed. And the thing is, is he might been he might have been like made an apprehensive comment to someone. Yeah, that he might have been like, like oh, exactly. He's man, like, this is gonna be hard. It's he's perceived. like, oh crap, man. Like, like fans seem to be really black and white toward uh, Batman versus Superman. I don't know. I don't know if this is like, like this seems like a lot for to chew on and to, a lot to take in and do this project. Like, lots riding on. This. I feel like, and you, especially I, like, I feel like the studio. I'm afraid that they might, you know, be like. Now that Batman versus Superman, like I said, polarizing. Like we enjoyed the film, but there are a lot of people who really didn't. Mm-hmm. And now it's it. I feel 
it seems like DC Warner Brothers might be in scramble mode trying to be like, oh, like yeah. we got to fix all this stuff mm-hmm. that because they were so confident in their in their <laughs> direction, they didn't they didn't take into consideration that some people might not like it. Chris Farley over here, we gotta fix all this stuff. Get Sorry, back on the right everywhere. track. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I feel like that's perceived with James Wan. I honestly do. I think mm-hmm. I feel like I think ne- only time will tell. Uh, yeah, but I I honestly people make small comments all the time and it gets spun around it gets, by yeah, word exactly. of mouth. Yeah, exactly through the grapevine, as they say. But I mean, let's remember. Um, this is an, and this is another excerpt from the same exact Forbes article. Let's remember it was just a couple Forbes. of years ago, Forbes, yeah, Forbes, uh, ago when everyone was convinced Ant Man was a troubled production, and that the departure of Edgar Wright spelled doom for the movie. That's D O O M. Um, that's five hundred nineteen million dollars and an eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Later, we all know how much the troubled production narrative amounted to. Oh so, yeah, and then then you also have like likewise with Michelle McLaren's departure from Wonder Woman last year caused quite a stir and lots of the DC sky is falling concern. Before the emergence of Patty Jenkins as the film's new director led to a lot of oh, well that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Rethinking of the gloomy outlook for the project as well. So it's like Who's yeah, that? Patty Jenkins got me super stoked on that movie. Who's that? The director of Wonder Woman. Mm. Who who is that? I don't know. Do you tell me? No. Patty Jenkins. What are you The director of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's, well, let's, let's find the, that the out. The resume. Well, yeah, like clarify. Like what, what projects? You just, who, who is that? Who else? Patty who else? Jenkins. Okay, who is that though? <laughs> the director of Wonder Woman. Okay, no, but who no, is but who it? Is I don't she? know what else. Like what do you want? Her who, is her, who is her mother? Monster. Okay. Monster. Okay. What's her origin story? Monster. Social security. Like I need everything. She's directed a lot Monster of TV. Monster was enough. Monster, that was Entourage, I mean, that's that's pretty big, too. Mm-hmm. A, a lot Never of people of are very confident in her. And honestly, from what I've seen from Wonder Woman, I'm very excited with the direction they're taking. It's yeah. It seems like it's going to be... It's, it seems like it's going to have everything that I really like, and it's like it's a period piece. So you're gonna have World War One, and then it's also Greek mythology, which I love Greek mythology. So that's really yep. cool, right? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm I'm stoked on it. Um, Patty Dankins. I'm really I'm really excited to see how they do Themyscira. I'm I'm really cool to see like like how they make that world. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be really cool. Views to from see. the Them. What? I don't know what he just said. What did he say? Views from the Them. Views from the Them. So was that like a Drake? Was that a Drake? I don't know what you're quoting right now. Dr. Drake. Oh God! All right. Anyway, that was that was miserable. What do you what do what do you two think? Like, wait, did Patty Jenkins leave? No, Patty Jenkins is there, but the direction they had prior to Patty Jenkins left, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, everyone loses their minds." And oh my God, Patty Jenkins got pulled on, and they're like, "Okay, okay, well, actually, I'll be okay with this." Honestly. No, actually, I would like to hear your opinion. What do you guys think is going to happen now that they, now that they uh, have? I guess the director of the Flash has left because this is the big thing. Like Flash is a huge property, mm-hmm. huge property for DC right now. Especially yep. the show is a hit, mm-hmm. one of the most popular superhero shows on TV right now. So mm-hmm. that begs the question. You know, it's like they, you know, they kind of have to walk on eggshells here to make sure this movie is, is. Excellent. And, you know, the thing is, is also, this is, like, Jeff Johns' favorite superhero. Yeah. So, you know, like, the love and care is going to be there for this, but, you know, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think this is going to affect the final film? Do you think they're going to keep this guy's script? And do you know what he's written prior? Uh, no. What's his resume? Uh, I just, I was, 
just had it up. It was I don't movies, mind this, actually. It but. was movies that I wasn't too fond of, so I'm not upset. Yeah. I mean, first time director. Yeah. It's, he wrote, that's I know he wrote Pride, Flash. Pride, Pride, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, he wrote zombies. Dark Shadows. Oh. Abraham, oh. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. So uh, why is he doing The Flash? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe he wrote a hell of a script. Because those are graphic novels, action movies. Interesting. That well, makes sense. Yeah. I didn't see well, Vampire Hunter, Abraham Lincoln. It seems like the most ridiculous <laughs> idea, but yeah. I actually think it sounds, it sounds kind of cool. Maybe that's where the <laughs> Was it good? creative differences. I didn't, differences. See, it, I didn't I see it either. It's creative differences. The title alone. I want the Flash to fight vampires. I am uh, vampire. No. That's not what <laughs> so what do you guys think the result is going to be? Do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? I First, think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for sure. Yeah. I I trust Hopefully, Bros, honestly. Uh, they get someone who is more in this realm and has is not a first-time director. Yeah, a little bit. Someone. I think I'm like specifically that. What if George Miller did The Flash? Oh, man. Dude, that, George Miller should he's direct been, Justice League. Yeah, he's rumored to be doing Justice League, Oh, right? my God. No. I mean, rumored. So, Snyder's mm. doing Justice League. <laughs> have, have any of you guys read the script for Justice League, George Miller's Justice League? No, he didn't send it to me. I have, me. No. God damn it. God damn it. So, so any if you Hoosers, don't stop. <laughs> so you're uh, out of here. W- w- one of one of our friends, Adam, uh, sent us uh, was was talking to me. He he was actually started reading the script and uh, and he was he was telling me a little bit about like the opening scene of the film is there's a superhero themed restaurant where like hmm. where like they're they're sitting in. I actually thought, I thought this idea sounded really fun. It, very like kind of marvelly, like kind of like self indulgent, but like it makes sense and sort of thing. Okay. So there, uh, you see like uh, two characters, a man and a woman, sitting at a, at a table at this superhero themed restaurant, and uh, and this, I'm just going off what he what he told me. I haven't read the actual script yet. I have it. I just haven't had time. Um, but sitting at a superhero restaurant, and this is like somebody their waiter is dressed like the flash gotcha. like that's the theme is that they're you know flash and mm, superman and yeah. they're, they're like that that's the chef and the waiter or whatever mm-hmm. so uh it turns out that the guy sitting at the table is barry allen and he's with iris Adorable. and they're like they're obviously in normal clothing yeah and uh the waiter's like all right well i'll be right back with your orders and then uh and then barry's like uh so you say you're, you're gonna be back in a flash and the guy's like <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've, I've never heard that before. And then he, he walks away. And Iris Doofy. is like, I don't know why you like coming here. I was like, I was like that is awesome. I, I mean, that. Th- that like sort oh, of corny, man. cheesy, like that is how I see the Flash. Awesome. Like, make and it was like it was Cheese the guy corn. from the OC. It was Seth from the OC. Oh no way! Yeah, Adam he, Brody. Adam Brody. He I was. Love that he guy. was. Uh, he was supposed to be the Flash. Yeah, and I, I was heard just about like, that. that is so perfect. He would have been perfect as That's Barry. Great. Dude. Yeah, he would have been good Barry. Yeah, I agree with that. Be, I think I wanted. I want him to bulk up a little bit, though. He would. I really hope that this version of Barry is more like Wally, because in the show Barry is very, uh, you know, that that's Barry Allen. Yeah. It's very Barry Allen. Um, uh, I I would I I think I me and my friend were talking about this at work, and he was saying that uh, that this that Barry uh, Barry Allen in the show is like is like Peter Parker ish, you know. Yeah. Totally. Right. It's very Peter Parker-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Wally West version of The Flash is very Spider-Man-ish. Like, very, like, making quips, making puns, 
uh, snarky. Yeah. Not obviously not exactly the same, but you know, like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're the the similarities hmm. in the personalities. And I was like, I mm-hmm. hope that we get more of that, like snarky humor playful kind with of right, yeah. Ezra Miller. Barry's a little bit more grounded. He, I feel like he's been through a little bit more emotionally than yeah. Wally has. Yeah, yeah. So Wally's he's very you know kind of immature in a way. I but feel like we're already kind of seeing that with that little cameo in Batman v Superman. Like, you could see him smirking and just kind of joking around, like, oh, it's just another robbery. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. This guy. Like, it's just like, oh, I you picked that. the wrong grocery store, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, come on, man. Like, to, <laughs> out of all the grocery stores, you're going to pick this one? Of all at the this gin joints. exact moment. All right, cool. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. That was, that was a great moment. Yeah, uh, I love that moment. That was, like, my favorite. Not my favorite. That was a good moment, though. That was one of, that was the, one of the moments in the, in the movie where I, like, fanboyed. I was like, oh, my God. A lot of people had a lot of uh, specific negative feedback for uh, Aquaman's cameo in Batman vs. Superman, and I didn't mind it as much because I guess I thought about it a little bit more. And if you saw a contraption in your world that you'd never seen before, because what they had was... It just depends on what kind of Aquaman this is, though. If this is like Arthur Curry who came from Earth and lives in the ocean, then like he's seen cameras before. But if this is like... The Aquaman who's always mm-hmm. lived in the ocean, right? Then and he's like, "What is this like newfangled technology?" I think I what? think they did that because if you guys haven't seen Batman v Superman, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but like, he literally pops out of the out of like a cave and like looks at the camera. It, was a, and like, it looked like a ship. Yeah, it was like an, it was <laughs> basically came a sunken ship. I think ship. it was came out of some dark. It was a, it was a sunken was ship. Like, yeah, looking at the camera. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't that long. It, that long. it was, it was it that was long. Like, dude. It was like it felt six like forever. It was like six seconds. Okay, it was yeah. too long. Was like, however long it was, break the camera already. Yeah, however long it was, it was way too long. Like it needed to be cut down. I think they did that specifically to be like, look, Jason Momoa, he's awesome. You guys like him, and I was like, I do like him. Right. <laughs> I don't mind looking at his face for six seconds. But I mean, like, I feel like this is a little bit long. <laughs> God, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I felt like I didn't. I didn't mind it as much. I Maybe I need to. I, I think I just need to see the movie again. It's not a big deal. I'm not saying that I hated it. I'm just saying that I felt like it was funny. That total nitpick, though. It totally is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna find flaw with that film, I don't think that is where <laughs> that is one. <laughs> yeah, like th- like there are people who that is who, not the complaint. Yeah, like people have their complaints, their fair share, and there's like some complaints where I'm like, that is a complaint, but I feel like there are bigger issues to have yeah, <laughs> with this film. But like you know, it still was a, a ton of fun. Mm-hmm, for I me, agree for me. Uh, but so. We all, I feel, I feel like we're all pretty unanimous that we think that it was probably unanimous a good thing for the best to look for a more experienced director. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, Who the cre- the whole creative differences and the fact that he's, is this him? I don't know. Do you guys think he's being forced out, or do you think like legitimately he was like, like I think this is down. Yeah, like, hey man, look, like. I feel like it's mutual. We wanted you to, we want a more experienced director to handle this movie. Do you think that's it? And they're saying creative differences. That's why. I have no. I don't even. I mean, I feel like it's. It's. Kind you can't of, even fathom a guess. No. <laughs> it it can kind of literally mutual. be anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, could, I honestly, for whatever reason, I have a feeling that it's actually mutual. Like, if they're saying creative differences, and we also had a source saying that, oh, they're going to get rid of him months ago. That means there were so many problems over the past six months. That's that, not exactly uh, what our source said. I want to. I want to clarify. Right. But. Usually, when other people know about something like that, it means that it he was said a- it's very likely, given the circumstances, given like his resume, and given like what he 
to you know, gone. Yeah, like that. That they are most likely going okay. to look for a more experienced. Well, that movie. changes things. I may not I have. have no I, I was paraphrasing. <laughs> then I have yeah. no idea. I honestly, yeah, I, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. Man. It yeah. could have been like he uh, said something like, "Oh yeah, you know this is too much," and then went to a meeting and they all said, "Okay, you're right. It is too much for you." Then we need. I don't think he would it. say that. I think they asked him. Uh yeah. To step down. I think they. I think specifically. I or think at least that let them DC know. That. Pulled the trigger on yeah. this mm-hmm. one. A first time director. I don't think they would step away from the paycheck. Yeah. That is this movie. Mm-hmm. And I can't see a first time director having so much pride that they would fight the studio this much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that would warrant them. Uh, I guess that would warrant like okay you know uh, I'm gonna leave this project Mm -hmm. Uh, just cause like you gotta kinda have a lot of pride like I understand Edgar Wright walking away from Ant-Man he is a he is a like very skilled uh, experienced director with a ton of good work underneath his belt like fantastic movies Mm -hmm. you can also see his fingerprints all over Mm Ant-Man yeah especially that scene where you see them fighting, and it's like it's super epic. And then all of a sudden, you see the train coming, like, ah! and then you just see, and it like cuts out. You just it falls over. So it's like good. that is such an anger, and like the quick cuts, yeah, such yeah, an anger yeah. right thing. But uh, but I mean, like, he, yeah, I, think, I, I can think, understand him. I think I think DC is the the like you said, the one that pulled the trigger. Imagine being in his shoes. Seth? Like how much it sucks. Yeah. Like they just yeah. got handed the flash. It's like, sorry, nope. It's like, oh man. It's such a huge property. I feel mm-hmm. like DC, DC's, it just makes sense because this is such a huge property. The show is yeah. so successful. Flash is, is more popular now than he's ever been. It's mm-hmm. like, why, why wouldn't you not want a, that's why they, you know, they, you like bring Joss Whedon, a guy who understands oh. comic books, understands all this world. And he's the guy cool. who goes and uh, us, makes guys. the Avengers. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I arrested the Flash. I mean, yeah. That'd we did fun. it with like no budget <laughs> and Danny staying up for two weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't two weeks. <laughs> it was way longer than two weeks. Oh, man. This Iron Man video is keeping me up just as long. I'm it's literally be, up at like. It's going to be dope though, bro. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, dope so dope. Fresh. The music is so good. Dude, oh my music God, is hype. Yeah, Skigolinski. Shout, shout out to John Sikolinski, our composer. Sikolinski. Because the, the music he, he did for this is just like gives me chills. Yeah. Sikolinski. I got chills. I feel like I need to say that a few more times. Sikolinski. You're not even pronouncing it right. I, I pronounce it. Every time I pronounce it, he's like, dude, you're so close, but like so off. And I'm like, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway. Moving forward. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, okay. Let me ask you guys this. Yeah. Who do you think would be a good director for The Flash? Good. This is kind of like really broad, but like, mm. you know, just like a, a wild guess. Like, who do you think would be good? I don't know. Colin Trevorrow. I'm just okay. kidding. He's already we're, we're, doing episode eight. Mm. <laughs> or no, nine. Sorry. Nine, the guy who did nine. Jurassic World? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I would, I, you know, like, Joss Whedon has kind of a bad taste in his mouth with Marvel uh, just because of what happened, yeah. everything that happened with Age of Ultron. I feel like it would be, and he actually pitched, like, I would love to direct a Batman movie. I would love to see Joss Whedon's Flash <laughs> that would be a cool movie. Joss Whedon. I would Flash. love to see Joss Whedon. Joss Flash. Whedon team up with DC. You know he'd kill someone too. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I wonder who he'd kill. <laughs> I love that about Joss Whedon. You know he's always gonna kill someone. Marvel's, you know, they they're like they're like nobody's actually ever dead. And Do Joss you, Whedon's uh, like, God damn it, it's out of his control. That, I don't think that this is gonna be an origin story for Flash. 
I don't mm. think so. Hmm. Where are we going to see his origin then? Because we're going to have Justice League Part 1 first, and then we're going to have The Flash. Yeah, yeah, you're true. right. True. Very true. I don't think it's going to be an origin story. I don't know if I don't fans... know what they're going to do. I think it's going to be Flashpoint. I think it's going to be... Do you think they would start off with his first feature as Flashpoint? Yeah. That would I be, think... I they would They said love time that. travel was going to be a yeah. big part of his I story. mean, they started uh, the TV show first season was kind right. of Flashpoint direction. And we talked about this before, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The with, thing is with Flashpoint, the very interesting thing about that storyline is you can tell his story, his backstory in Flashpoint. In Flashpoint, you yeah. can, that that is the that is a way that you can tell Flash's backstory without having to go and tell the entire or, or, origin chronologically or further dive into mm-hmm. it at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. I'm not sure how fans appreciated like, that. And with, I feel like that that Flashpoint story will have effects on all of the movies, and I think we'll have it sprinkled in each movie, and then we'll kind of and I get think it it'll up. tie in with Batman v Superman, his little time yeah. jump there. Mm-hmm. It was out of nowhere. Oh my well, god! Guys, what, what if they pulled a? What if they pulled a uh, a X Men Days of Future Days Past, of Future Past <laughs> and Flash <laughs> went back in time and then erased Batman v Superman from existence? <laughs> what? I mean, that is we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen with yeah, these movies. Yeah. Um, so so I, I would like to see J.J. Abrams take on the Flash. Uh, I, I would. I would. Oh, I would wow. die. I would. J.J. Uh, <laughs> Abrams. I would. J.J. Abrams explode. directing any DC movie, and I'm like, you just combine my two favorite things, <laughs> besides sushi and burritos, to make a sushi burrito. <laughs> this is the. This sushi is the sushi burrito, burrito of movies. <laughs> you got J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got J.J. Abrams wrapped in the Flash. <laughs> oh, the my Flash God. Wrapped in a J.J. Abrams. quote Danny Shepard on that. This is, this, J.J. Abrams <laughs> directing the Flash. Directing the Flash is a sushi, sushi burrito, burrito of, of movies. movies. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. What a Dude. sentence. Hashtag sushi burrito. What if um, Jeff Johns did the Flash? That'd be cool. Have you directed it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Jeff Johns is a director. He's a writer. I think, True. and I think he knows that. I think, that's yeah, probably I don't think he would ever like, take that on. I think no. I would. I, I what would if love Ben to Affleck does the Flash? <laughs> like once he's done with Batman, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. You know, it's easy no. to understand. <laughs> I don't know. No, it, don't, it's easy <laughs> don't to say understand that again. Batman. Like totally. I think it's easy to understand Batman. I think you really need to go out of your way to kind of ruin Batman. Mm-hmm. And while some people think that that the Affleck version ruined Batman because he was very violent or whatever, um, at his core, I think he was still there. Yeah. Uh, and I know people are going to be like, what about Schumacher? What about all those movies? But I'm like, you know, those movies, th- just think about it long and hard. If you were a child watching those films, you probably enjoyed them Absolutely. because those were kids' movies. Yeah. Like you watch it as an adult compared to Batman Begins, where he's like going and breaking everybody's everybody's bones with these crazy elbow moves. Everybody's he's like doing all the crazy elbow moves. You know? That was yeah. cool. I wish yeah, if KC you guys are listening to the audio version of this, Danny was doing elbow movements. <laughs> yeah, it padded was, leather chair. It was it was yeah. real cool. It was real cool. It was no, real I, cool. I heard the leather real quick. Yeah. Could you hear it in the mic? Yeah, a little bit. Moving cool. on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Okay. Um, who else, yeah. you guys? I, th- I feel like... Directors? We're picking pretty big directors. Yeah. 
J.J. Mm. Abrams, I feel like just, I didn't even pitch it because it would be such a pipe dream. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he would ever touch that movie. It is a pipe dream. Movie. He's never going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would ever do it. Keep saying that he's not going to do it. He'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I wish. He, he won't when, do it. When we found out he was doing Star Wars, I was like, yes, yes, God, yes, yes. <laughs> After much reservation. Yeah. yeah. Hella reservation. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. I feel like... Uh, Christopher Ooh. Nolan. I'm kidding. He'll never, he'll never Edgar come Wright. <gasps> Edgar Wright. <laughs> For yeah. the Flash. Perfect. It'd be perfect. Oh my god. That <laughs> Are you would, okay? That would be, honestly, like, Edgar Wright doing the Flash would be pretty awesome. I mean, just look, his, just his cinematography style, like, yeah. that, that would, would be, be incredible. A, that would be that would a be fun cool. movie. Yeah, yeah that, would. Cool. that would be a fun-ass movie. But he would a, never do it. He probably wouldn't. <laughs> Why did he leave Ant-Man? He left Ant-Man, I feel, because the studio was telling him how to make his movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So he's not gonna do The Flash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I highly though. doubt he's gonna do... Edgar Wright is the kind of director, I think, that is if, not gonna do any big studio tentpole film. If they trust Zack Snyder to be the architect Ant-Man. of this, of this he universe... He was. But then he left. Why yeah. did he leave, though? He left because, remember? from what I understand, you know, right, Noel? Yeah. It's it, from what I understand, he was. Yeah, so correct me if I was wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, he wanted to make the movie in his own style, which is you know very specifically Edgar mm-hmm. Wright. Mm-hmm. And the studio was like, you know, it needs to fit in our universe. Yeah. And that they and their formula and their like yeah. just their way of movies. Yeah, and that didn't that didn't jive with him. They are he very was like, I, he was like, dude, movies. I want to make my movie. You're gonna let me make my movie or not? This is what we understand. Am I? Yeah, that's that's I mean, pretty much it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. More, maybe less. You know, you never know. And that's why he's the kind of director who seems like he he wouldn't do big tentpole well, films anymore because well, like with tentpole films, a lot is riding on it. Yeah, and like the rest. The entire fiscal year of the studio is riding on Temple Films, so but if that's they, if why they, it's going to be very specific. I feel specific. like if, they, if Warner Brothers trusted Zack Snyder to be the architect of this universe, I mm-hmm. feel like they could they could comfortably trust someone like Edgar Wright to take I agree the movie. With Noel. Oh, I totally agree with Noel. I was about to call you Nolan, and I'm not really sure why, but I agree <laughs> with Noel. Probably because I heard Christopher Nolan earlier, but moving forward, I agree with Noel. I, I feel like, but that's it's all up to But studio. it's a wildly different style. It is. You're totally correct. Uh, you look it. at anything Edgar Wright's done, and then compare it to Batman v Superman. You're just like, this is not the same. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. So if they gave, if they, but then again, if James Wan him, is also widely different from Zack Snyder. I feel like James Wan would would taper in. He can I totally don't think, taper in. I don't think that Edgar Wright would taper in. I don't yeah. think he would. Yeah. He would compromise. I, I think Ant Man is clear. Own established footprint. Yeah. Edgar Wright's the kind of director who's like, look, man, I'm gonna make my movies regardless of you guys. So you know, you're gonna let me make my movie or. We're not going to work together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're not going to twerk together. We're not going to twerk together. And it makes sense. You know, he's a very, he's an amazing director. He just, mm-hmm. I love all his movies. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Scott um, Pilgrim is, has oh to be God. one of my favorite movies. Oh. It's easily one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, that movie is just so much fun. So good. And a superhero <laughs> That's film. actually hilarious. It's Comic book film. Comic yeah, book. but it's, they're like superheroes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, freaking Brandon Routh at one point yeah. like, goes super Chris Saiyan. Evans. Yeah. His hair Hello goes vegan. super Saiyan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because he's vegan. <laughs> Dude, did you realize super that? Vegan. Superman, Captain America, The Punisher. The Punisher? And wow. Was anyone else in that movie? Uh, uh, Superman, Captain America. Also, he Katara. was also a uh, human torch. And Adam. he was also... Uh, Adam the, is in there as well. Yeah, yeah Adam. he's also like... Yeah, he's a, 
Katara. Yeah, Katara. Voice of that. That's so funny. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not clear on who we're talking about, Chris Evans is in that movie. Uh, Brandon Routh. Brandon Routh is in that movie, and uh, and uh, Brandon Ruth. <laughs> Brandon Ruth. Who's the last one I'm thinking of? The last. Uh, what, oh, uh, Punisher. Oh, Tom Punisher. Jane. Tom Jane. Yeah. The Tom Punisher. J- Tom Tom Jane is the, was the vegan police. Yeah. Tom Jane as the milk and eggs, bitch. So good. Uh, what a movie. movie. Uh, anyway, back back on topic. Uh, back on the right track. Back on the right track. Uh, so. I'm cool with James Wan doing Aquaman though. I think that that'll be a cool. Yeah, thing. I he totally can, he can handle spectacle. He totally can handle matches action. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever see Insidious? No. I saw the first one, yeah. yeah. Dude. Who, who made Cabin in the Woods? Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon. produced it. Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Okay. Goddard. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. I'm I can, yeah, that makes sense guys. now. I, I, you know how we, we were talking, we talked about on a couple of other episodes that we, that DC really does need a Kevin Feige. They need a, they mm-hmm. need an architect of their universe. That is uh, not Zack Snyder. That is, I mean, well, that's the thing is like Zack Snyder is really, really good at visual and spectacle, mm-hmm. but like as far as layering out like story plots and stuff like that, I think we need someone who can just de- devote all their time to that. Mm-hmm. And I think I found the director. Michael Bay. Um, that was a joke. No, <laughs> that was a joke. That was a. He's pretty much. He's pretty much like. Yeah. Uh, Come Zach on, Snyder. Jeff Johns, step up to the plate. <laughs> Michael Bay. Jeff John. Jeff Johns can't do that because he is the chief creative officer of all of DC Comics. Like yeah. that is his job is to is to what's overlook, the problem? Overlook all. Of, they they need someone who could just dedicate. Yeah, all their time, and the thing is, is we need a we need a fan. We need someone who understands the characters because the problem. Scott Snyder. I mean, you're picking a lot of comic book <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> True, and I'm like, that's. I feel like it, it needs to be a marriage of both. Yeah. It needs to be someone who understands film and understands uh, film, mm-hmm. uh, understands comics. film and understands comics as well. It's because a completely like, different medium. Yeah. The essence of character is, is the most important thing. Like you can change every aspect of these characters universe. This is why Batman begins work so well when that movie should not really be like, you look at it and is, is this truly a Batman film? Like it's really mm-hmm. nothing like the comics, yeah. but the essence of the character is there mm-hmm. and the story is great. So you, you basically you completely ignore the fact <laughs> that that everything is really different. Yeah. That it's mm-hmm. it's in a more grounded real world and it's not fantastical. Uh, you completely forget that. And yeah. it's like this movie's amazing. You enjoy it for being quality because the script is great and the essence of the character is still there. True that. You that at the at its core what if, uh, that is Bruce Wayne. After Suicide Squad comes out. People are so impressed that they ask David Ayer to be the one who That would be it. cool. You're such a David Ayer fan. <laughs> I am. I'm a big David I, Ayer fan. I really would. I haven't seen any David Ayer's movies. He's, he's good, good. He's good. I like he's him. He's so, really, really good. His character work is so good in his movies. So Char- good. Character work is important. That's Very. literally what I was just yeah. talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's literally the only thing, the point I'm making. This is stuff the is the literally day, the all character work. Yeah, exactly. Literally all character work. That's why I'm so stoked on Suicide Squad. That's what Fury was. Yeah, like that was literally was. just a character piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fury. Um, Fury gave off. But a then very... you can't just do character and not have structure. Yes. So that's also really important. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were really angry. Steven with Steven Spielberg. Fury. Steven Spielberg. To do, I agree with that. 
He does character pieces, but no. But story. he hates superhero stuff. So <laughs> that is true. Of course, yeah. He does. Steve, Steve Steven Spielberg wouldn't touch it. <laughs> Steven Spielberg thinks that superhero movies are gonna disappear like westerns. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. It's not gonna happen. No, a western sense. is a genre. Yeah, that like that, like that's you can't. That's not superheroes and built in American culture. Yeah, well, like, super- that's not like it's a it's western. Culture. No, western is a specific genre. Superhero movies can be any kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. superhero Comedy, movie can also be a western. A and Jonah, Jonah Hex would be a western. But yeah. then like it's also a superhero movie. Ooh, Obama out. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's not going to go the way of the western because it. you have I will. you have movies like Winter Soldier and The Dark Knight, which are are like political thrillers yeah uh detective stories and then you have like a movie like ant-man which is a heist movie mm-hmm. and it's like they happen to be superheroes happen to take place in the comic book world but different yeah, genres they're, they're cross genres i was gonna so. say something i forgot poop it's poop. not poop poopy poop i forgot i forgot guys it's gone it's gone right. it's gone it's not so poop. it's DiGiorno. last last thing on the uh on the flash film mm-hmm. uh so do you think they're gonna keep a script so we yes. we're we're obviously they're gonna change the director. Oh, are they going to keep his script? Or do you think anytime you change it? directors, there's always gonna be a reworking of this. We work reworking of the script. I think they're gonna keep the story, whatever story he had. I think they're gonna keep because yes. I think that story the was similar structure. Because like when you bring in a new director, they're always gonna bring in their own writer, mm-hmm. or almost most of the time, bring in their own writer to have a second pair of eyes on it. Yeah, yeah. but I think the story that they have with the Flash is already. Uh, I mean, you're, they, I feel like they already know what direction they're going to take. That, exactly, it's just how exactly. they're going to go about it. Yeah, I think they change. laid down the groundwork mm-hmm. with. So they they're, they're like, all right, so here's the skeletal frame of the story that needs to happen. We need to see mm-hmm. Flash do this, this, and this. Now we need you to fill in all the muscle and everything else to make it, you know, whole. Mm-hmm. You know what's really interesting though, on a similar note, not related to the Flash, but with Star Wars, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams. Uh, Michael Ard, yeah. yeah. So they wrote the screenplay for Episode Seven, mm-hmm. and they have all these story elements. But then, when someone else helms Episode Eight and Nine, and they have their <laughs> own screenwriters, also yes, Lawrence Kasdan. Um, d- it seems like they like when doing Episode Seven, they don't they do plan ahead for episode eight and nine, mm-hmm. but those are just hints left in the script for episode seven. And yeah. whoever takes on the other projects kind of take those hints and go wherever direction exactly. they want. They open the door for them and then they can walk Yeah, exactly. It. But they don't determine what the future holds. Right. So it could literally be anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, I feel like they do have a structure laid out. Like this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And well, again, the DC universe isn't star wars you know what i th- I, well, I feel like star wars is structured though like yes. uh, i i maybe not by jj abrams but I, I think it is because they're like okay we're gonna end the movie with ray handing luke the lightsaber and they're like we have no idea who ray is we have no idea what's gonna happen mm-hmm. like luke could take that lightsaber and cut her head off yeah at the beginning of episode eight there's like big beats like, well, I, no yeah, they I, determined I that, that there are there are beats that are set in place like luke skywalker and ray are going to do this yeah this is going to happen here now you're gonna fill in all the rest han has to die here and then like someone has no to die those here. are story elements for yeah. episode seven but that doesn't determine the story mm-hmm. character like the story arc of all the characters in the universe of this trilogy right so it's like when you finish episode seven, okay, episode eight and nine can literally have anything happen mm-hmm. because like it's handed over to them now. Like they take care of it. It'll end. I don't, I don't feel like it's that. That's not what it seems like in the pre-production Oh, books. you know what? It, 
because they have a show they have basically their their showrunner of mm-hmm. yeah yeah whatever Kevin Feige is who what's the name of the it's a it's a lady who who's running Kathleen Wars, right? Kennedy yeah so CEO she of, knows uh, the story yeah the head of uh, Lucasfilm mm-hmm. she is like all right so this is the story arc and then I think film very few people below her know I mean very few people other than her like there's a filter at one point. Yeah, I feel like... She's, like, the deciding factor. Like, they run everything through her first. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, she gives the directors and writers pretty much creative control. That's cool. 100% creative freedom? Do you know this for a fact, or are you just speculating? Uh, That's what I get. That's what I'm gathering from the info I read in, like, the production books. Right. And the journals of Star Wars. Right. So that's, like, the way they talk about it, it seems that way, where the, the writers and concept artists will come up with ideas and then they as they go through pre-production uh they come up with a structure of a story but those elements are just hints for future directors who are going to help the other projects like nothing is setting stone Mm -hmm. so literally anything can happen i I see i feel like i feel like some of that like most of that is the case but i feel like that can't be how they're doing things that's because if that is how they're doing things, that's stupid. I mean, there's like that's there how are elements, shit gets messy. Yeah, that like, doesn't make any sense. They the directors will still have conversations with like JJ and stuff like that. Like obviously, like if they go with, uh, let's say, uh, Ray being the daughter of Luke, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's an important story element that needs to be discussed with the future directors. But then yeah. the way they go about, you know, right or Kylo Ren's Kylo Ren story, which is obviously going to be a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna see a redemption arc from. But then the way they go about that can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like like that. That, that mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're saying that in this movie by episode nine. And, and this is just speculation, guys. I don't know what the story is going to be for those movies, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no one does. Yeah, no one does. Uh, but I think what they say is uh, Catherine Kennedy, whoever is in charge of it, mm-hmm. is saying so. Kylo Ren, he, like this is his redemption story, and by Episode Nine, he needs to be redeemed. So we are going. I'm like guide us on that journey, mm-hmm. not like. So not just being like, all right, this is what happened in this movie. Now here's the line. Now you feel free to go ahead and make those parallels and connect those dots however you want. Okay. I don't think that's yeah, the case. That's... I feel like it's, it's all right, so this character eventually needs to be here. Mm-hmm. Get them there. This character eventually needs to be here. Get them there. And then over the course of those movies, they, they discuss how mm-hmm. they're going to do it. Because I feel like that's what they do in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it seems to work. Yeah. They, they know, but they have Disney knows Kevin Feige doing. knows exactly yeah. what's going to happen. But they have a lot of source material to kind of go off of too. With Star Wars, it's yeah. like an it's original IP. Yeah, there's the expanded universe, but then all that was tossed out. But they still take elements but the, from yeah, it. But then they kind of decide like, what do we want to do with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. While like for example with the Flash, you, there's already the Flashpoint paradox, which mm-hmm. is like structured, and you just kind of connect the dots however you want mm-hmm. in cinema. Do you think? Let me ask you this. Um, considering that Star Wars has not made that older, you know, galactic timeline canon, do you think they're going to try to do the same thing um, in a sense with these DC movies? Do you think they're going to try to change some things? Because we're also seeing from the comics. Oh, yeah. Like, clearly, they already have. Okay. Yeah. 
Batman versus Superman is such They're a, taking elements from it. Like, yeah. Yeah. even the Marvel Cinematic Universe, same thing. Mm-hmm. This like, is look I, at Civil War. Clearly not the same Civil right, War totally. in the comics. Mm-hmm. This is why I think Marvel is nailing it, though, and what I really think that, moving forward, DC's got to make sure that they they do. And it's, it's only because we love DC so much that we're, you know, being very critical uh, because we want to see them, you know, nail it, mm-hmm. is that, like I said before, is that the essence of the character moving forward needs to be there like civil war is not like the comic civil war it won't it just could not be yeah too many characters it's just too too (laughs) many differences that you just cannot make in live action Mm -hmm. right now if they really wanted to get civil war they'd probably have to be 10 15 years from now yeah um and then in marvel like they keep the essence of the character but if they go in a direction that is not in line with the comics they'll cast someone that's really charismatic and likable yeah so it jumps over that hurdle (laughs) They've yeah. been, from what I, I like, I, I, you know, my, my, the amount of like Marvel comics I've read is, is, uh, limited a lot more so than, than my DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from what I've talked to with friends, like, uh, like our friend Alicia Grasso, who's the editor at large for moviepilot.com, mm-hmm. um, she, um, she was telling me that, that, that the essence of character, cause she's a huge Marvel fan girl, mm-hmm. uh, essence of character is pretty much. Already laid out there. Flawless. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that you? That the essence is absolutely there for all the characters that they have, and yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. It's um, it's a little bit more is, difficult to say with with what we're getting from. Is the from, comic book Ant Man anything like how Paul Rudd's Ant Man is like? Hank Pym? Not Hank Pym. Well, not there. I mean Scott Lang. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I'll ask honestly, her. I'll I, ask her about it. Only I do not know. Guys, a lot is about if you've read a lot of Scott Lang Ant Man stuff yeah. in the comics, is is that version of Ant Man similar to what we've gotten in the? Uh, in yeah, because to me, it seems like uh, I haven't read any of Scott Lang, Lang's story, yeah, but like it I. seems to me <clears throat> that they casted Paul Rudd to make. Scott Lang really likable, mm-hmm. rather than staying true to the actual comic version of the character. But I would know because I haven't read it. But yeah, I, yes and no. Like Hank Pym was the original Ant Man, yeah. and then like Scott Lang is a thief who stole the costume. From my, what I understand, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, on that, I'll I can look up details. Uh, but so the sto- the backstory is the same, but it's like the essence, like the how his character is mm-hmm. and the way he acts, the same. Not sure. Yeah, I I really I, I don't remember seeing Scott Lang as Ant Man in Civil War when I read it. He wasn't. It was yeah. It was he Hank wasn't Pym. There. It was Hank Pym. Hmm. And I, you didn't get Wait, a lot. Of, was he even Ant Man in in Civil War, or no, was he, he was, one of his other? Uh, he was like strictly only working, doing his his scientific like research. Yeah. Stuff. He wasn't stuff, actually yeah. fighting. He was, yeah. I don't think he was ever fighting. Yeah, not in the not in that comic. He was working with Tony in creating those portals with for, uh, Mr. Fantastic too, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dude, wasn't what happened to Human Torch like totally effed up? Dude, yeah, so messed up. Yeah. I was like, yo. Yeah, yo, yo that's your boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to since you, you it's freshest in your mind. Do you want to um, recap on what happened with? I kind of, I kind of want to read it again before I go over anything else, just because I don't want to <laughs> get he anything get, like, wrong. He got beat up by an angry mob. Yeah, he right. Yeah, yeah. he like no. That's he pretty was, much this. He was the, basically going out with his girlfriend or his like fiance. I can't remember if his fiance or his girlfriend. It was probably just some random girl. If it's Johnny Storm. Actually, I actually think it was his girlfriend. Like yeah, they're going to the movies and some person while he's walking because they live in new york Mm -hmm. or some other city that's really busy was like hey yo that's one of those superhero weirdos 
go beat him up. And they just like beat the living crap the out of him. The crap out of him. Yeah, like, he was in the like, hospital yeah, for yeah, most yeah. of Civil Dang. War. Yeah. yeah, he was messed up. And then when he woke up, he was Team Cap. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, dude. They beat him up bad, dude. There's a there's a few of the panels of drawings. Captain America, same actor. Um, of, <laughs> yeah, the drawings were really like graphic. I was like, Whoa. The artwork, the, yeah. the artwork in in Civil War was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh so gosh. good. That shit, dude. That I was telling Jeremy about the um, that large, large artwork of uh, when you see Punisher save Spider Man. Oh, oh yeah. man, just <laughs> holding him in his arms. Yeah, yeah, I was dude. like, yo, I, that is iconic imagery, right? So there. Like, Bro, I would hella get this as a poster and put it in my living room. That, that's <laughs> I, that's iconic. Like that shot of uh, that shot. Like that, that, <laughs> that's how. That, I, that's what I want to say. The, that, the, oh, that, 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 that shot panel. was so sick. That piece of that piece of artwork. Uh, that that panel. That dude, imagine Do- John Bernthal. Like makes a cameo oh, in yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, I hope he does. Dude. I really hope he does. <laughs> uh, that's what I want, man. Oh, what do you so see? Uh, I uh, want to see. I want to start right, seeing uh, the characters <laughs> in the cinematic universe referencing the characters from Netflix shows. I, really, Me too. I heard Me they too. weren't gonna do it. Like, no, they, man. I think they said. I don't, don't know. Do this is like probably that, not official, but they said the TV universe isn't gonna cross over with oh, the, what a tease. the Netflix universe isn't that's gonna cross the over with that. But they're not even gonna reference it. They freaking reference them. Come well, on, they should reference it because yeah. in the I don't Netflix know why shows, you put they... them in Infinity War. It's like you have the opportunity. Yeah, you have sixty-three characters in that freaking <laughs> movie. At least cameo the freaking, ca- at, at least treat the characters see the like shows. I love how the how shows do, do it, and they reference the movies. Yeah. There's an article. Um, I only saw a a quick tweet that Chris Hemsworth is angry or not not angry, but not happy that he's not that Thor wasn't in Civil Did War. Did you click on it? I didn't because it was on just it. it was just a silly video. It was yeah, yeah. Oh, it was he, actually. Hilarious! Oh, you need to watch it, bro. It was funny. He wasn't in Civil War in the in the comics. He, he was. It was. It was like it was, a. It was. It was, was, was Ragnarok. It was the clone. It was. Yeah, a, it was, yeah, clone, it, was yeah. a, it was a. It was a clone, or was it a robot? It was robot. A robot. It was a robot. A robot man. Robot. A robot clone. A clone bot. Robot. It was a clone bot. But to, what? to get back to it, to, to just to, to, get, to get us back on the rails, because <sighs> we are so far off the rails right now. Yeah, bro. Uh, like a crazy train. To, the original point I was making before we got off the rails was that. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> I, had, I had my point. It was back. And now the it's Flash. Gone. The Flash. Kevin Feige. Yes. The essence of the character. Mm. Uh, James Wan. That's keeping keeping everything in line with the character. Mm-hmm. Keeping everything in line with the characters. <laughs> the Punisher. No, stop. Damn it. <laughs> Punisher. No, uh, it's not any, anything. Punisher. I think I was going to say the foresight that Kevin Feige has. Mm-hmm. He's got foresight. And mm-hmm. uh, the, damn it, what's his name? The guy who uh, voiced Jarvis is now in the vision. Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. Paul Bettany. Was Paul Bettany always the voice of Jarvis? Like, always? Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Was that's that a happy accident or was that just amazing I think there was an amazing interview. foresight. Yeah, Paul, yeah, Paul was uh, talking about him. Yeah, sure. there was an interview with him saying that he already known about it like three movies previous mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. So that's a lot of planning. So yeah. that's years. That's, that's, that's years. This is what I'm saying is that, and this is what I'm saying about like Star Wars and what DC needs to do is they need to do that. They need to, you need to know what you're doing three movies in advance and then plan that yeah. kind of thing and then have someone who is literally the architect. Yeah. Every Zack Snyder doesn't even know who the villain for Justice League is. What? what? You know what they should have done is not announce all that these we movies. Know of. They, that we they know shouldn't of. have announced all these movies. That To me, that was pointless. And that, that, like, I don't know. Take it one movie at a time or like two movies at a time. 
Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad are coming out the same look year. Let's how, just deal with those movies first. Well, look how long Marvel it, Marvel took to come up with that state yeah, of movies. They, they had to do. They it took years. They didn't years know if Iron Man years. was going to be a success. Exactly. Like they had to. That was the first one, and like, then they kind of. They built. DC is walking a different path, and that's okay. That is okay because if they did the same thing as Marvel, everybody would say they're doing the same thing as Marvel. People are going to criticize them regardless of what they they're mm-hmm. doing. I think the thing is, is that they just we just need order. Mm-hmm. Right now, especially with all these, all these, uh, you know, crazy reports and speculations that directors are walking away and directors are getting fired. It's like a directors possibly leaving, creative differences, all directors stuff. exploding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is is that th- th- is that there's there's <laughs> chaos happening right now, and we need order. And like, granted, Marvel has had their fair share of of issues and stuff like that, but like, yeah, Iron when Man when too. these movies were all. Starting up, it seemed like things were actually going pretty smoothly, and mm-hmm. um, and it's just a little bit uh, frightening because they've lost steam, man. I don't think they've lost steam. It's just like steam they didn't is, have a strong opening, unlike Marvel. You came out with Iron Man one; it was just such a hit. It's mm-hmm. still considered mm-hmm. one of the best superhero movies of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I think currently being beaten by Civil War, which is currently at this point of recording this podcast. I think I saw fifty five. Reviews in 94, 96% positive feedback. I'm actually yeah. going to look it up right now. It <laughs> wow. Changed. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. That was like two days Impressive. ago that I looked it and then up. then the next one was... I looked at it tonight. I thought it was... It looked like it was at like... still in the high 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's not going down from 90. I, was like, I really what? don't think it will. Thank what? Yeah, it's, it's going to be in the 90%. Thank you, Russo Brothers. Up, up and down. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. But They really know what they're doing. They do. Hell yeah. 94% yeah. with 90 votes. Yeah. 90 votes. Mm. Wow. <laughs> What? It's not leaving ninety percent, but that is considered like one of the like best reviewed. And honestly, me and me and not even a superhero, but just a movie in general. Just a movie, yeah. <laughs> me, me and me and my friend Adam, uh, our friend Adam, uh, we were looking over the reviews, and he was actually scrolling through all of the all of the negative reviews. And the negative reviews are are stuff that I feel like are I, I don't know, like this is uninspired. Uh, Marvel didn't take any risks. Uh, Doesn't mean it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like they're very, they're very like I don't know what were you expecting Citizen Kane from a comic book movie, man. Uh, <laughs> so it says one of Marvel's rare missteps, lacking the joy, excitement, and sense of anything being possible. That's always been the studio's hallmark. But I mean, like, I like the concept of this film and Winter Soldier and other mm-hmm. Captain America movies in general. It sounds a lot kind of dire, like more yeah, the like political. a more serious movie. Yeah. So, are you expecting a lot of hope in this? I, I heard I heard this isn't as serious uh, or dire as Winter Soldier was. I heard Winter Soldier was more serious, more dire. Huh. This one is these uh, from what I've heard from friends who've seen it. They said it, this one is more fun than Civil War. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe instead of fighting, that is a dance. It's a dance battle. You're on thin ice, mister. <laughs> you are on thin ice. <laughs> uh, so. Wow. Anyway. Uh, Jeez. You gotta be kidding me, man. That's friggin' That's good for them, man. 8.6 on IMDb. Yeah, I'm happy for them. That's awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I'm so I cannot wait. We'll, we'll, we'll have our review, I think, next Talk Talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're all gonna come in and we'll we'll do our, we'll get that our young. review and let you guys young, know how we felt about it. It will be a spoiler review, so young, heads up. Young, young. But um, to, to kind of get back to the DC train, uh, apparently uh, the same the same guy, actually, I forgot his name, uh, starts with a D, uh, who... Diddler. 
Damn it. You are also on things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the same the same source who was talking about James Wan possibly leaving also mm-hmm. mentioned something about um also mentioned something about Batman the Batman standalone movie showcasing like a ton of villains, villains a yeah. ton a, of villains uh, which doesn't mean that a metric which doesn't ton. mean he's going to fight well, all like of them. Well, like everyone was complaining that, that a, a whole bunch of people are in Batman v Superman mm-hmm. and yet they were all just like small cameos. It didn't feel crowded. I don't think so. I don't think so in either. Bro. Batman v Superman. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. Yeah. Some people felt like it was it was a wee bit crowded. I said I love the movie, but I I feel like it was crowded. Hmm. Um, but I mean, these all these characters could literally just, dude. What, what if they do like Arkham Asylum? I was gonna say that. It, I feel like Batman's walking through Arkham and you see everybody in their cells. <laughs> That's a great way to cameo a ton of villains. Bro. That's yeah. a great way to get your cast no, I mean, in there. Like without... the video game. What if they go to the story of the video game where like it t- turns? Oh, the st- story yeah. is Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and then t- and he turns it to Arkham City and everything. I like, don't know. That'd be interesting. Uh, the, you I were saying, know, it you were saying. feels like they were going with Under the Red Hood and yeah, Death it was gonna be Under the Red Hood. In I which, mean, that's really yeah. just really speculative. We think that's the way they're going, but, mm-hmm. you know, they could throw a wrench. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is smart. Ben Affleck. That's not smart, though. It's like they're doing their own Winter Soldier. I feel like they don't need to do that. Oh, they need- please, just let them do it. Tony, stop arguing. Tony, I want to see the story so bad, and it sucks. You know, it was funny. Me and Alicia uh, were, were, were talking about it because we were like, the story of, the story of Under the Red Hood, Under the Hood, and... And the Winter Soldier storyline are very, very close. Very. Yes. Yeah. And I and we I think we looked it up. We looked it up to see which one came out first, and they were within months of each other. Wow. Hmm. I I'm not sure which was first. I'm not going to even say which I think was first because I'm probably going to be wrong. Uh, but yeah, you can look it up. But <clears throat> from what I understand, the stories were literally like back to back. And like one after the other, they're very, very close in proximity to one another uh, from from what I remember. And uh, mm-hmm. and I just th- I thought that made me laugh because because this very similar story that came out by two different publishers at a similar time is like they had the same idea at the same time. They couldn't have copied one another. So it was it was just one of the situations where. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, hey, um, your speculation about it being Arkham Asylum, the same. um is that the article? Yeah, the same article that talked about the Flash director, uh, Seth Graham Smith, leaving is the same people that gave the same exact speculation. Oh, really? And that's, yeah, birthmoviesdeath.com. And they're saying that uh, out of uh, all of the sources, um, which, according to his sources, Affleck and Jeff Johns, many, if not most, members of Batman's rogues gallery will be making appearances in the film. It's going to be crammed with bat villains, which means that just about every major bad guy you've ever wanted to see in a movie will be in this movie. I just, again, please, for the love of God, make them just cameos. Well, this is what they said. They want to tell the ultimate Batman story, and to do so, they're going to bring in all the big guns. They're going to have a big, sprawling bat universe already in place. And this is the, this, that's where that speculation come from, where he's saying, could they be doing a weird adaptation of Arkham Asylum? Interesting. And possibly. Did you guys ever read the Arkham Asylum comic book that the games are based off of? I did not, know. It's very interesting. The artwork is, is haunting. <laughs> like, be- beautiful, but 
like it's very watercolory, very like smear painting huh. style. Mm. And the Joker, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, Joker's that, like eyes are like super big and they're crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, they're that, bug eye. Oh, it's creepy. Oh my god, you guys! I flipped through that and I was like, oh, I'm not buying that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a great story. But like in the comic, uh, essentially, uh, I remember there was the the doctors were talking to Batman about the Joker, and they were saying that that he literally has every disorder. Every time we check him for for. Uh, schizophrenia, he has it. We check him for uh, <laughs> dissociative identity disorder, multiple personality disorder. He's got it. He's wow. got all these disorders, and he is so crazy that he's not crazy at all. It's a great comic, but I remember one specific panel from that comic, and it's a shot of the Joker from behind, and you can see the, his face and his hair is like spiked. And it's super, super green. Yeah. And it's like from behind, and he looks super lengthy and tall and just, ooh. And Batman <laughs> has like these super long ears. Yeah, and dude, and like his like, cape like curls. It's really like stylistic and weird. It's, yeah. It's, it's oh, cool. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah dude. That's creepy. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's like, it's, it, is, it is as haunting as the story that it tells. Yeah, the it, artwork it, is. Kill off. Anyway, yeah. so we're hearing that all the rogues are going to be in there, but the thing that, the silver lining here, the thing that gets me rogues excited is. Rogues in this movie? No. Stop. Uh, <laughs> the thing that gets me excited is is that they also officially, I, I don't know, actually, they didn't officially announce it. I don't believe it is official, but uh, rumor has it. Rumor has it. That, <laughs> A rumor uh, has it. That, Stop. That Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck will be, will have full creative, creative control, control over this story, which is amazing because you have the genius structure and direction of Ben Affleck with the informed, brilliant mind of Jen, Jeff Johns. And the writer of Chris Terrio, correct? I don't know. Is Chris Terrio writing it? I, I thought th- ben had, just Ben and Jeff were writing I it. I thought Chris Terrio was writing it. I thought at least helping them write it. it either way, Academy Award winning writer. You, mm-hmm. you, yep. there's, there's, no, there's no way that something ends up, that it ends up bad with two people who just, a guy who un, just fundamentally gets directing and a guy who fundamentally gets the characters and writing there you go these are two brilliant minds coming together and oh man getting so pumped which is (laughs) of course why the hell would first of all why the hell wouldn't they do this for batman it's their temple franchise it's the biggest superhero in the world yeah the most well-known superhero like like whether you like batman or not i I mean that's that's not really a question it's batman is one of one of the top four most recognizable: Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Those, those four. Um, and I mean, but th- that also begs the question: Why the hell don't they do this with every movie? For what? For superhero movies? Like why? D- I, for I mean, DC, X Men, mm-hmm. uh, other you know any otherwise. Uh, it's almost like they're putting all their eggs in one basket. Well, I mean, it's like Wait, you do have, what exactly? You have have your you give creative control to, I guess the the team making the film. Now, that being said, sometimes the the team making the film isn't like a power team like mm-hmm. Ben and Jeff. Obviously, but, <laughs> but but I mean, like, why not find those people? Find more of those people, sure. or, well, or start the- partnering up uh, writers who understand the uh, the comic and superhero medium with uh, with. Well, a director isn't who that understands. the question of the century? <laughs> uh, well, it's just circumstance. I mean, honestly, it, it really is. That doesn't always mean that the movie is going to be good. Yeah. Like, and I know that I'm not stupid. <laughs> that doesn't always mean the movie's sure. not going to be good, but it also means like. Yeah, there was a movie with Al Pacino and Robert is, De Niro, and it wasn't good. <laughs> so. No, this is Hollywood, by the way, where 
you get the job if you know the person. Mm-hmm. So these are all just friends casting each other and hiring each other. Yeah, it's all, it's all about who you know. If we've learned anything with being in the in the film industry ish, <laughs> uh, that it's really it's it's who you know. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, which is very interesting. So, yeah. Uh, any final opinions on that? I mean, when they're sitting in the meeting room, they're not talking, oh, does this guy know the character? They're talking, can this guy make the movie? Yeah. Yeah, which is, that's, that, that is, that's great, but it's also, (laughs) it's such a problem because you have two sides of the coin where you have, you can, you can either make, it feels like it's always a trade-off. You can either make a brilliant movie or you can be truthful to the characters. (laughs) And it's like, uh, there have been some directors who were able to do both. Yep. And, uh, and we, we just we, we just need that for the DC Extended Universe. So, do we think the DC Extended Universe is in trouble? No. I do not. I don't think so either. I have no reason to be n- nervous yet. Oh. I think it's uh, in rough waters, but it'll get through it. Yeah. I think lo- losing Seth isn't a terrible thing. I think they, they could get mm-hmm. better. I think it's in rough waters, not because Seth is leaving, yeah. but it's been in rough waters. Yeah. I think Batman v Superman's polarizing it's crunch reception. Time them, it's crunch time. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. It just that popped in my head. No, no it's okay. It. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Batman versus Superman's uh, polarizing reception from audiences has sort of uh, prodded the bull. Mm-hmm. You know where this is. I feel like people. From from another you know insider that we know is that you know Warner Brothers was freaking out about this before, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. before it had even come out, and then uh, so it feels like the executive executives up there are like we just spent you know half a a, mi- a billion dollars on this movie. Um, let's make sure everything else is a sure thing. Let's let's <laughs> yeah let's make sure that the next movie re- we release can make a billion dollars. Yep. It's smart. It's, it is smart of them to. It's a lot of monies. It was very Many smart monies. of them to uh, to uh, greenlight the Batman movie. I mean, it's yeah. They should have started the universe with Batman. I, I mean, you know, whether you like Batman or not, it, it again, it doesn't matter. He's one of the most well known superheroes. Mm-hmm. It is a sure thing that it's going to it's going to do well. And to put all the eggs in that basket would have been, and I mean, that's why. That Batman vs. Superman eventually became a Batman movie. Yeah, he's credited first. <laughs> ben Affleck is on the top. Is top build. Yeah. When the credits roll, it st- it starts with Ben Affleck. The title Batman. of the movie starts with the word Batman. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> the movie opens with Batman. Yeah. So it's it's just it's super interesting. And which, by the way, let's just talk about that intro just really quick one more time. <laughs> Holy shit! Incredible. Keep going. I love, yeah, I love the intro. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, cool. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a friend who was complaining about it. Oh. Uh, it was just like, do we really need to see his origin again? And I was like, clearly, people need stuff explained to them. Because yeah. I think the biggest problem was people just didn't get this movie because they just didn't understand the universe, which is fair. <laughs> exactly. Chris, yeah. did you understand what was going on in Batman vs. Superman? You're not a huge like DC or Marvel fan. He's saying yes, by the way. <laughs> He's saying yes. Can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he hates Superman. Okay, all right. You're gonna piss a lot of people off. 
Yeah. Right, a lot of people hate Superman. Then a lot of people were like, I agree with Danny's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with you, sir. But you understood the movie. Yeah. Okay. You didn't want you didn't walk away being like, I don't get why this happened. No. I don't, I don't see why, why. Because a lot of people walked away and were like, I, I didn't understand why this. Even I actually had some questions about, like, why did this happen? But I don't know, uh, man. I just, and you know what? I, I can't say that Carissa did. She was like, wait, what was that? <laughs> but the general audiences who don't know the characters as well as mm. we do, like, it, it is fair that yeah. they, yeah. that they, they, yeah, it could be, it could have been, it's fair for people to get, not understand it and be like huge comic book right, fans. It was, no. it was, it felt like a DC animated film or like a comic book. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like that was what we were experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for that reason, like you can, in a comic book, you could just have someone pop up and be like, hey, random thing. This will, this will, this will make sense in like four issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like that's what they right. did with this movie. It's like, this will make sense in like two, two movies. movies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You'll understand this in two movies. And it's like, that's really cool. What I don't hell? know if we have a big enough foothold here. <laughs> like, they could do that in Granted, <laughs> with comic books, issues come out every month. Yeah. And yeah, now um, we have to wait three years yeah, or whatever, yeah. two years. <laughs> that's not Sorry, how movies guys. do. But I mean, I think I feel like that's, again, why Age of Ultron was uh, a more polarizing, uh, had a more polarizing reception as well. Because, I mean, I didn't really I didn't really care for Age of Ultron too much, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, was- I, I liked aspects of it a lot. The tone was really off in that movie. It was. It felt crammed. It, was like, it felt yeah, clustered. And, like mm-hmm. the, the, and the pacing, I was just like, what? The same complaints <laughs> I have with Batman versus Superman, and I like both movies. Don't get me wrong, but like, the complaint I have is is the same for both films. Is like they felt like there was too much going on. There was characters that popped up and didn't really need to be there. That was side stories going on that deviated from the main plot. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like it's cool because you're setting up this universe, but it's also, you know, it. it the movie's gotta be self-contained. Like, wouldn't it have been dope if... And this is... Uh, bear, bear with me here. What if the Flash scene, the dream sequence, what if that was a post-credit scene? That would be interesting. Well, then How do you have even fans... more people going, what the hell was that? But that's okay, because it was because a post-credit yeah, scene. Yeah, it's post-credit. Okay. It's not, they don't it, have to explain it. <laughs> you don't have to explain it. Like, when, when at the end of... I think, we, I think we talked about this after the movie, and I, was t- I think I'm totally for that. I'm totally yeah. for that. But, I mean, how would you... Is our post credit scenes in the same order of the actual movie? You usually, I mean, they, yeah, they would have had to... They, they, they would have had to... Like, backtrack? It. So they, they would have treated... Right. They, they wouldn't have... Ha- they yeah. could have done that same thing mm-hmm. in a different way. Like, but, yeah, he, he's done with the battle. He goes home. Everything's and good. That's and that's when... And that's mm-hmm. when he sees... I mean, it, I don't think it would have made a difference anyway. It wouldn't have. You're totally right. Yeah. I mean, you remember Thanos popping up at the end of, uh, of Avengers, and com- uh, like comic book fans were like, "Thanos!" Oh my God, well. Yeah. And then everyone else was like, I- "I'm excited. Who, who is that? that? I'm excited. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I should be excited <laughs> is, right now. Is that is that Dark Side? <laughs> <laughs> is that a purple Dark Side? Oh my God, Dark Side's gonna be in the next movie. And it's like, and it's like, that's not that's not Dark Side. That's Josh Brolin. <laughs> That's Josh Brolin. Yes. <laughs> Verbatim. Stoop. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Uh, no, I like that idea. That would have been, that would have been, I think, ideal. I hope DC starts embracing the post credit scene. I would really, 
I, I know they think that's a Marvel thing, but it's not a Marvel thing. Pirates of the Caribbean did that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marvel did So it. many movies did it before Marvel Then again, it was, it was still Disney, but... <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway. <laughs> so is it did a they, Disney did they, thing? Did Disney invent the post-credits? No. 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 Post-credits scenes have been around not. for years. Yeah. Who did the fir- let's let's figure out who did the first post. Hey, you Google that. I'm gonna Google it. You're so Google-y. while you're looking that up, you're Google it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm really, frankly, just very excited and interested in what's coming. I'm, I am a little bit nervous. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mm-hmm. really want everything to be good. Um, I'm hearing a lot of stuff that gets me excited. I hear a lot of stuff that gets me really nervous, and I feel it's just because I'm so close to this universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want it to really be great and awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm still glad that Marvel's bless you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> You're a jerk. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm. Oh, what? <laughs> first, the first, first one was in 1903 in a silent film called "The Great Train Robbery." The Great Train Robbery did the really? first yeah. post-credits scene. Wow! The leader of the outlaw band taking aim and firing point blank at the audience uh. after having been killed in the previous scene. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Train Spoiler Robbery. Spoiler alert for the, <laughs> the, for the great, great Train Robbery, 1903. Spoiler alert! You're about 110 years off. So, you know. the, the Great Train Robbery actually was like one of the films they made us watch in film school. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe that. It. That and that's that fucking movie about the KKK. Oh, the what is it? Uh, uh, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the source material, what is it, not Griffith? the greatest, yeah, but Griffith. the story structure was awesome, though. But yeah, like, I'm it, not the, saying that the I problem is it's, it's a good that movie. movie. You're just like, this is <laughs> no, this is wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I couldn't get through that. It's film. a morality no, well, good. issue here. <laughs> good. Could, couldn't get through yeah. that one. Great train ride. Oh, yeah. Chris just pulled up the, the post credit scene for the Oh, yeah, because Martin Scorsese did that in. Um, what? Can you send that to us too, Chris? Goodfellas. Was it Goodfellas? Uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, he ends forever. with. And, and uh, your, your boy. Your Pesci? boy. What? Pesci? Yeah, Joe Pesci is shooting at the at the camera after he died. Oh, oh. I totally forgot about that. That's, oh. that's I totally get it now. So apparently, I want to watch that movie when I get home. Disney probably popularized the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not take credit away from them for doing that. Like because, everything else. Yeah, I mean, I, well, Disney's an empire. I, it was, but I mean, yeah. You remember it, that? You remember that one, Tony? It wasn't. I said they were farting. farting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul Bettany. Hell yeah, yeah dude. dude. <laughs> Paul Bettany and the the. <laughs> What was his name? The King. Robert Baratheon. Yeah, Robert yeah, yeah. And the Vision. And the Vision. And the Vision. Yeah, the Vision. Robert Baratheon and the Joker. Yeah, farting together. Yeah. Oh, and, um, oh, wait. What, what else is he in? A uh, 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 redheaded guy. Uh, knocked up. He's in just tightening up. Tightening <laughs> <laughs> up. What, what else has he done? I can't, I can't remember oh, anything man. else. We can't, nope. We can't legally tell you to lose weight, but just you tighten just, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Apatow, man, I love him. That guy's great. Judd Apatow should direct the next. <laughs> oh my god, The Flash. <laughs> he would be a good Kevin Smith. Quentin Tarantino. But uh, Kevin, no, Kevin Smith would be okay. Kevin Smith, if he had the right cinematographer, Kevin Smith could do. Uh, what's, what's has Kevin the, Smith ever done action? Actually? Yeah, of course he has. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Kevin Smith takes the hundred fifty million for the Flash and then makes the movie for thirty five thousand. He directed should, an episode should, of the Flash this season and should, said it was the best directing he had ever done. done. Cool. It was his best directing. Oh, wow. He should direct uh, Booster Gold. 
Like a, that like one, a, no. Edgar Wright needs to do Booster Gold. Because <laughs> Booster Gold's like a very Ant-Man-ish type character yeah. where he's like awesome but like super ridiculous. What's the what's the the team? The te- the the young guys. Young Justice? <sighs> no, team no, no, Young guys. Team w- Titan. Jane Silent Bob? No, what? Uh, no. Dogma? <laughs> never mind. Just Wait, never mind uh, the question. Just saying things. <laughs> Red State. He did Red State. Yeah, that's not an action movie. Sure. Yeah, it is. There's there's action in it. Doesn't mean it's an action movie. So <laughs> you're asking if he can do action, <laughs> Dick. Well, I, mean, I don't think Quentin Tarantino would ever touch a superhero oh, movie. Absolutely not. No, uh, highly. He would it. definitely not touch a Disney superhero movie. Not after like what happened with uh, Star Wars and, and Hateful Eight. What about? Oh, yeah. he, is, he is he's not, he's cop out? not stoked cop about out. that. He did cop out. That's a. It's I a mean, they're action, action se- comedy. They're action sequences Live free or in his die movies. Hard. He was an actor in that. He didn't direct that. Hey, Yolo. <laughs> Also, his what <laughs> are you talking about now? Daredevil. No, no, what he's doing. No, he, he acted in that. <laughs> he was in Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, he got him that job too. So of course he was in that movie. Because they're best buds. They yeah. said that Jason Mewes is going to be in the episode of The Flash that he directed. Oh, oh my yeah. god, making cameo. <laughs> yes, I remember uh, that. Anyway, again, I, I we've just like jumped so far off topic. <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> we never do that. Uh, yeah, so DC Extended Universe, all excited. Excited, staying positive. We, we, yeah, we want to see mm-hmm. everything happen. I feel like we're just giving our, our critiques to hopefully, I don't know, it's not like they're listening to our dumbass podcast. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know uh, you, you can see like uh, Zack Snyder's like, these are great notes. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I love, the, I love these guys. <laughs> They gotta get George Miller to direct something, and he's on the radar. I feel oh, like please. I feel like they're gonna get George Miller so to direct something. That'd be cool. So dumb. Oh my god! What if they pushed out the guy, the 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 guy, the old director, of the Flash, to make George Miller the director? Oh poop! <laughs> That'd be cool. George Miller for the Flash. <laughs> George Milley. George Milley. George Milley. George Milley. George Milley. George Milley. Sorry, I'll oh, stop. I'm done. George Milley in here. George Milley in there. Okay, we're done. We done. We out. Well, that was the line. <laughs> Do we want to take any, like, really brief questions from fans real quick before we end the show? We can make this pretty brief. They announced Punisher for Netflix. It's official yes, now. We knew yes. it was happening. I, is there anything else to be said besides we're all stoked? I'm, no, I'm just, I'm really excited. That, oh, by the way, that question comes from Mahmoud uh, Hatem. Hatem? Sorry. Wow. Uh, and then Dalton Ham and a few other people on Facebook. Hella young. Yeah, Dude, the Punisher is and Jonathan's so cool. Yeah, he's you a said both you, me and Tony just finished it. Oh, by the man. way, season two of Daredevil. Oh my god, <laughs> Dude, John John Burnthal, man. She was. Hey man, John Burnthal never. John Burnthy, dude. John Burnthy, Jay Burns. What? Feel the burn. Jay Burn. Dude, Burnthal, man. I'm I. For some reason, I feel very connected to him, and I'm like, dude, I saw you like with your first big job, and like. The way he's grown as an actor mm-hmm. now with Daredevil is incredible. Dude, that monologue. Uh, he got in, a monologue. In, dude, oh. In, in the cemetery? In the cemetery. Yeah. Telling dude, that, that whole scene in the got restaurant. Got away, bro. That whole scene in the restaurant with the, with the, what is her name? I can't remember her name. Karen Page? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that whole scene. I loved that scene. Also, I love oh, that yeah. he was like bruised for most of the season. Yeah. yeah. The entire season. His face looked like a skull. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite scene was uh, was at the... At the uh, uh, Ferris wheel? Ferris, no, the uh, uh, merry-go-round. Yeah, merry-go-round. merry-go-round. Yeah, the carousel. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Merry-go-round. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, uh, the, fer- the ferris wheel round. 
Okay, uh, but my favorite moment was when uh, the guys like attack him, and then he takes the one guy's gun, and then literally just, bleh, bleh, bleh. just kills him. He all, just man. kills like five guys, just <laughs> shoot, 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 shoot. and like the, 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 the thing. The thing that I loved about it was he was literally, he literally like it looked snap, 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 and boom, 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 and like kills them all. It's, yeah, yeah, it was just it was, really, it was really cool. It just showed how badass did, he was. Was he was he uh, sniper scout in the comics? I, thought I he don't was think just, he was military in the comics. I could be wrong, but he, I don't think he was military. You don't think he, he was, was a he was a, a special forces he was special, police yes. officer Force, in yeah, and, in the uh, Tom Jane movie. Yeah, Tommy G. I, just, I don't know his origin in the comics. I, I, I don't know. His I don't remember him. Being I know his family got though. killed. I don't know what his before that was. Okay. <laughs> well, his trade. Yeah. Yeah. Any last things on that we should probably guys if you know the answer to that was he um military or was he law enforcement in the comic books or or both or i mean both. i i imagine it's probably or was he military police or was he young or shut up <laughs> thank you for tuning into a, into a th- mm. <laughs> thank you for tuning into another episode of hawk talk uh if you guys like our show be sure to support us on patreon links in the description pick up our shirts you know, it, it helps us out immensely, guys. Uh, you don't even know. So uh, thank you to everybody who's been supporting us. Thank you to everybody who's been picking up T-shirts, everybody who's been donating to us on Patreon. Thanks to all of you. You guys are amazing. Uh, we will be beautiful. at Kind of Funny Live 2. That's going to be on May 28th and 29th. 29th is my birthday, so. <laughs> in San Francisco. So, uh, uh, you know, the big 2-6 Big 26. Okay. Which, by it. the way, someone... Uh, that was uh, exhausting. Somebody, somebody, somebody <laughs> said, uh, uh, we had talked about how old we were. Uh, I was like, yeah, we're 25. And in the comments, they were like, you guys are old. <laughs> hey. I was like, damn. Dude, oh, what? <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Hey, I'm not old. I'm like... I'm low youthful. 20s. Hey, I, I'm having a quarter-life crisis right now. I, I'm low 20s, bro. I'm not even in my quarter. Not even in my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Falls I'm even more exhausted now. <laughs> I'm at Daniel Shep. He's at Walk on Tony. At Jeremy Lee with three Ys. At Stupid Face. No, that's <laughs> at Nola Shep. You're gonna follow the wrong person if you go to that. One. Everybody goes and follows at Stupid Face on Twitter. <laughs> this person's like, man, I just got a lot of subscribers for some reason. What did I do? It's like Ismahawk sent me uh, hashtag Ismahawk sent me hawk a flock of flame. He's like, what the heck is an Ismahawk? Yep. <laughs> anyway, what is what is usually it's like what is how do you pronounce this word? Ish Ishmahawk. Yeah, it, everyone says Ishmahawk. I find that to be strange. Stupid face. Same. Oh, Chris nice. actually brought up at stupid face. <laughs> how many followers does does at stupid face have? Um, Everybody go follow at stupid face <laughs> and tweet at Ishmahawk sent you. <laughs> awesome. I am even more exhausted. <laughs> this is such a fucking show. <laughs> What? All right, guys. All right, we love you. We Bye. love you. Mwah.